It is August 13th, 2021, and Friday is the new Monday. As tonight, we had three hours of wrestling. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva herself, Issa, here to break down all the action on SmackDown on Fox, on AEW Rampage on TNT. Uh, got a little like cross TNA impact action tonight. It was like all convergence of everything. We just could have got some <laughs> Ring of Honor and NWA in there, maybe brought back some EC dub. We could have had every promotion represented tonight on Friday. Uh, but to you first, Alfred, how did it feel in this new era of dual company wrestling one after the next? It felt very good. And I think tonight's shows were a good night to start because you had the big uh, promo battle between Roman Reigns and John Cena that everybody was looking forward to. So that show started hot with a lot of energy. You had a lot of energy for the AEW show as well. And then compounded with the fact that fans were just coming back. So they're already um, at a high in terms of how they typically react. So I just thought this was a really good night of two wrestling shows. And the fact that we did watch three hours, for somebody who watches Raw for three hours every Monday, this did not feel like three hours because it was one show and then another show show and both of them were pretty fast paced i thought isa yeah i agree i thought it was a, i thought it was a fun night of wrestling i i really really liked the pace and the energy that rampage brought tonight um it was it was exciting it was fun i have fun watching it it didn't feel like three hours and rampage fitting name this was like wall-to-wall wrestling almost no story if you did not mm -hmm. watch on Wednesdays, a lot of people tuning into that curiosity probably were saying, what in the heck is going on? It will be interesting to see what kind of rating it pops. My thought, and granted, with an hour time slot, this is going to be tough, but my thought was Friday is a better night following SmackDown. It's a unique opportunity. I wonder if this is an opportunity for them to get more people into wrestling that they can convert to watching on Wednesdays as well, rather than just being, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, tail end fans who watch Wednesdays and then Fridays. Yeah, hopefully they will be able to do that. And, you know, that should be the goal in terms of synergy. I think if, you know, Rampage does a good number tonight, a lot of Wednesday's show was dedicated to them telling you what was going to be on Rampage, telling you the matches you were going to see, setting up the card. So if they could do that, you know, as they build an audience with Rampage and they do that on Dynamite and they're able to use those shows to promote each other, I think that's going to rise all boats. Yeah, it actually felt like a mini pay-per-view tonight. I mean, having yeah. three yeah. title matches, all that action. Uh, definitely had a big show feel. The crowd was electric, as it were, on fire tonight. Um, and next week, they're going to be in Chicago. So is CM Punk showing up next Friday? Like He we're better. Assuming? He better. Um, if hey. AEW wants out with their lives, CM Punk needs to show up to that show. It's either CM Punk or Michael Jordan. Those are the only two people who they could get away with uh, having on that show. There you go. Now, do you think he does a promo or do you think he steps in the ring? He definitely does a promo. I don't think they're going to give away the first match. Or maybe, no, maybe he doesn't even talk. Maybe he just shows up at the end. He just soaks it all in and they go off the air and then they tell you to go on Dynamite to see what's going to happen next. It would seem like the end of the match with Darby and the best in the world thing that they're building. Like, it would seem like he just shows up at the end of that. Maybe he's in the stands just eating popcorn and we just glance by him and that's it. That's his appearance. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> It's true. Vito and 89 The Brainchild are saying that Scotty Pippen or Dennis Rodman could show up. Those also might possibly. Yeah, I don't know about up. that, man. I think it's Michael Jordan to see him. But yeah, Scotty, maybe. Scotty, uh, you know, Dennis would be great to see, but those What about the fridge? Ditka, Butkus? Yeah. No, no. They would have to be the whole 85 Bears, and they would have to do the Super Bowl shot. They would have so, to do the Super Bowl shot. Yes, yes. they the have, to away. have to. Guys, Absolutely. we don't have CM Punk, but. And, and maybe that makes it, but then remember, that's 12,000 people in one building. The rest of the wrestling world isn't going to appreciate that, you know? 
But they'll get some headlines, man. You reunite the 85 Bears doing the Super Bowl shuffle. That's something. Well, uh, before we dive into the wrestling tonight, uh, what do we got in the news? Oh, my God. What a busy news day. And we'll start with a power struggle reportedly in the WWE NXT brand. Uh, This week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer, reported that there is some political maneuvering backstage. And uh, as a result of some of these releases, uh, that uh, this is partly, according to this report, WWE and Vince McMahon being upset that Triple H in NXT could not get the job done against AEW. Uh, there's a power struggle, and part of these releases is uh, seen as Triple H uh, someone losing his control on the brand because uh, WWE and Vince McMahon are reportedly uh, mad that NXT was there to put AEW out of business. That clearly didn't happen, as you saw with an extension show tonight. Uh, so WWE, NXT, Triple H, and Vince McMahon looking like uh, reportedly tension between those two. What do you guys make of all these recent reports of the releases, starting with you, uh, Issa, and then subsequently what's uh, reportedly going down backstage? I mean, it does feel like there's some kind of disagreement with the higher up, especially with the way that... I, I feel like even before the releases, the whole Karrion Cross on the like debut on the main roster felt weird, like a message was being sent, right? Um I don't, I don't understand. This is like Wednesday night wars are not a thing anymore. Why get upset now? If you were going to get upset, you should have gotten upset back when you were losing head to head every Wednesday. Now it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh, I mean, so, so, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, you know, I, I would like to see Shane McMahon be put in charge of NXT and we have an on-screen conflict between him and Triple H for the soul of NXT. I think that would I really know, but, uh, the Shane, Shane McMahon is the best in the world, so he might be the one showing up next Friday. Oh my God! Oh, there you that go. would be a get. <laughs> <laughs> look at that breaking news! There you go. No, I mean, look, this is to be expected, right? But I don't know. I mean, when you look at what AEW had going in its favor, USA Network didn't get behind NXT. Even even Raw and SmackDown didn't get behind NXT the way that. TNT and Warner Brothers got behind AEW. Right. You know, and right. there's a difference there. It's, I mean, yes, it's about having good product, but the promo machine also matters. Plus, look at when they popped a rating. They did win, like when Charlotte was there or like when Sasha appeared. Like, they could have done more. Like, they had, and I wonder if Triple H pushed back against that. He was like, no, I want to win on our own merits, not, you know, stunt uh, crossovers. But they could have done a lot more to, uh, to bring eyeballs. I absolutely agree, especially when it was proven that it worked just about every time they brought a main roster star, whether it was AJ Styles, Becky Lynch, anybody who's from the main roster came to NXT would do a better number and the ingredients were there. I just feel like it might have been an ego thing where WWE didn't want to go full bore and try to throw all their guns in NXT or AEW because in the event that they did lose, then it's you know even more disheartening and they just maybe underestimated the competition that they had. So they just figured, yeah, NXT can do it. Uh, but if you knew just how kind of much momentum that AEW had, it clearly took more than what NXT was willing to give. And then stylistically, I just think NXT was offering something too similar to AEW, and that's a part of the report is, uh, you know, that's one of the frustrations is there was a lot of these undersized kind of um, independent wrestler types that uh, AEW had many of and was showcasing maybe a little bit better, and NXT just uh, often was too easy to compare to AEW in terms of them not doing something as well as AEW. But if Chris Jericho were in NXT... You know, I mean, you, this is where you can't discount star power. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, that, and, that's a mistake and, Mr. Man's made before. 
Yeah, and no, no offense to Finn Balor, but Finn Balor coming to, back to NXT is not Chris Jericho. Right. You know, right. Uh, my uh, my uh, uh, the woman that cuts my hair knows who Chris Jericho is. Maybe she doesn't know who Finn Balor is. <laughs> you know? that's, a great test. that's a great test of star power. We're going to start uh, running. Uh, does Glenn's Barber know you? It is. Well, they, well, they want to talk <laughs> about Total Divas a lot uh, yeah. for the most part. And then Jericho and Stone Cold and Mick Foley. That's what, I had a woman barber when I was living in West Covina, and she would always ask me about Total Divas, uh, kind of conflating it with pro wrestling. And I would tell her, no, I watched WWE, and she would always talk to me about uh, Total Divas as well. Wait a second. You lived in West Covina? Yes, I did when I first got to L.A. Really? Oh, I lived yeah. in West Covina like 20 years oh, ago. Really? Look at that. South Barranca, <laughs> uh, like the big apartment fortress. I was very close to that. I was off Green yeah. Avenue. Yeah. Oh, because okay, so I was right across the highway from In-N-Out Burger. Like yes, with the huge yes. lines every weekend. Absolutely. Wow. Well, there you go. It's a small world. West Covina. And you think, oh, it's not that far from L.A. Wait until you drive to L.A. from West Covina to just realize how <laughs> far that can feel. Anyhow, we will <laughs> pick up on that later. Yeah. yeah well, it's of, uh, so, Keith Lee, in terms of, uh, I'm sure he's been to West Covina. Actually, kind of a very uh, positive, more uplifting news, I guess, with Keith Lee now that he seems to be on the other side of these health issues that kept him out for so long. He sent a long tweet. You guys can go on his uh, Twitter account and check out this uh, information that he's now divulged in terms of uh, him being out. Uh, he did reveal that it was him who gave his girlfriend, Mia Yim, COVID. There was this... Uh, Controversy that he, uh, she had COVID and gave it to him and she was the subject, of course, you know, things get on Twitter of a lot of trolls and he did correct that in terms of him contracting COVID first and giving it to her. He had some heart inflammation issues and uh, now that he's back, he's uh, kind of been clear to wrestle as we've seen and he's just working himself back into shape. So Keith Lee looks like he's on the mend. Good for him. Glad, glad that he's back, glad that he's okay. Yeah, I'm glad that he decided to share his story because there was so much speculation and a lot of times people just think, oh, he's been buried. Look, they're not using it. And then you find out this guy's like literally fighting for his life. Yeah. And I do think that a lot of people owe me a yim an apology because I, I, I personally thought when that whole thing was going down, we don't know how anybody's catching, you know, contracting COVID right now. There were so many outbreaks in WWE and the performance oh, yeah. center that I didn't think anybody should be pointing fingers. And the fact that she just refused to leave his site that's a queen right there and people owe her an apology absolutely very well said uh let's go to some good news and the garganos johnny gargano oh, Candice yeah. LeRae are expecting their first child i don't know if you guys are as excited about this as i am not only for the job security obviously but for storyline reasons this gargano way family storyline like i was beginning to be over it just because it seems like it's jumped the shark with them doing this whole thing with dexter and indy and going on dates all the time but I think this child being added to the family has got some potential. What do you guys think? Especially if it's revealed that Tommaso Ciampa is the father oh, and we reignite God. that feud. <gasps> I mean, <laughs> no. long-term storytelling right there. That, that is yes. long-term storytelling. <laughs> that would be hilarious, actually. Congratulations to the two of them. It is exciting. I thought the same thing, Alfred. I was like, well, they're already playing mom and dad on TV, so they yeah. might as well keep going with it. The only thing that worries me here is that the WWE NXT Twitter account sent out a tweet that said in 2043 at the CWC, people are going to be chanting baby wrestling. And I was like, you guys are going to be at the CWC for that <laughs> freaking long? Like, I'm already over it. <laughs> yeah, at least wholesale or something, not the CWC. Yeah, come on. And, and strangely, in 2043, Gargano and Ciampa will still both be in NXT. <laughs> oh. <laughs> reply right now. I'm going to give you time to reply to that tweet and 
do it like that, just like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but baby wrestling is coming. You know what'd be funny is if Austin Theory came back and he started getting jealous of the baby that they're paying too much attention to. They've got to do something like that. And you're gonna give him the pep talk. Hey, champ, it's not like we love you any less. Just now, there's more love to go around in the family. Oh, God. There's so yeah. much potential to this. Please, please let this be part of it. And, you know, Candice LeRae, for what it's worth, did say that she's going to be on TV until it's absolutely pretty much until her water breaks. So I'm all for this. I'm all for her, you know, being pregnant on TV and doing the storyline that is already part of this family storyline that they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Our last uh, few. So uh, before we get to the big news, uh, WWE is reportedly holding King of the Ring and the Queen of the Ring finals in Saudi Arabia. This was first reported uh, by our own Wrestling Inc. Uh, they had the exclusive story, and now it looks like both the Queen of the Ring and King of the Ring will be in Saudi Arabia this year. What are you guys' thoughts about that? What could Brandon, possibly what go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I thought it was I mean, April's Fool's joke. In, in what month are we in? In August. I was like, April's Fool's in August? Is this like a legit report? I mean, Queen of the Ring is going to be awesome. King of the Ring, I mean, I don't know. I, I wish it was all Queen of the Ring and we just had uh, just, I think, more attention on their incredibly deep women's division. So much yeah. talent there, you know? Yeah, at the very least, it's cool they're doing a Queen of the Ring tournament and it's going to hopefully spotlight. And I really hope they put it on somebody who's new as like a vehicle. I think Tony Storm yeah. would be a perfect choice for somebody who could just go in there and establish credibility immediately. But this is going to be the subject of a lot of uh, pushback as a lot of things uh that have to do with Saudi Arabia are. Uh, and finally, uh, the big news is Ric Flair is reportedly on his way to AEW, as reported by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Ric Flair recently, depending on who you believe, either quit or was fired from WWE, and now he has restarted his YouTube channel. He has a great promo right now on YouTube that I just absolutely love. You've got to watch it. And it looks like he's going to be added to the AEW roster whenever his contract, uh, his 90-day compete has expired. You guys excited for Ric Flair in AEW ESA? As long as he doesn't wrestle, yes. Yeah. No. Nah. Rick and Sting on the Turner Station one more time. Oh no, God. stop. <laughs> Can they do just like a best of five, like cinematic, like Rochambeau, little Jenga, but no wrestling, just like anything but wrestling. <laughs> a Ric Flair cinematic match, and they could Twister. get like a stun double involved. Like Ric Flair cinematic match could be epic. Yeah, yeah it would. Good. There's a lot they could do. Camera cuts. A lot they could do. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, but no. Good for Rick. Uh, we'll see what it does. I think right now, though, that's the thing. It's like they need they need to keep the momentum going. So if they get CM Punk, they get Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Uh, if they can get Ric Flair, I mean, at this now is not the time to light up. If I was the Khan family, I would be thinking like, you know, what could, what like we're almost we're not spending enough. We need to right. rapidly scale this in the next eighteen months, and uh, then we can really really be a player. You know. Yeah, and after one night of Rampage, it didn't really seem like they're going to get that much more people on television. When you see how the show's timed out, even a wrestling-heavy show like this didn't really have that many additional people. So the, the thought that, like, oh, this roster needs to get deeper because they're going to have another hour mm. of TV, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be true. Yeah. No. couple super chats. Jackson Callens, four ninety nine. Uh, hope you're doing well, Jackson. Saying, Glenn, forced to watch AEW now, LOL. Great first show. And what an electric crowd. Alfred, my dude, Doge, Nuff said hi. Yeah, Isa. making a little bit of a comeback. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That, do that Doge is going to pay off eventually. We're going to do it to the moon. Yes. Uh, bad <laughs> Keith Gaming, $2. The NXT TakeOver Media Call will be a must listen. I mean, oh, I think it's going to be. Gonna avoid a lot of the questions. Yeah, it's going to be more heavily moderated than. Uh, yeah. 
ever before. Uh, Antoine Fair, $5, saying, how about they shouldn't have done anything? Anybody, everybody wants to get in the new car. WWE should have went on with their business. Oh, with the terms of NXT. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the guy who runs WWE is probably the most competitive person walking this earth and does not want any semblance of competition. And, you know, even the idea of NXT was bothersome to them, let alone, or AEW was, let alone, it, you know, having its own show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Antoine Fair, five dollars. Trick question: Glenn is his own barber, Manscape plug. It's true. I, I did. I did all this myself using my uh, Manscaped. I just got some merch from Manscaped. Shout out to them. It's great. Great merch. Oh, it's good stuff. I'm all ready uh, for a date I have later tonight. Oh, there you go. Uh, so let's see what else we got. Sorry, I'm catching up on these chats now. Someone saying their barber knows me. Now I'm curious who their barber is. Because <laughs> uh, do I know any barbers? Maybe I don't know uh so what what are we gonna do tonight how are we gonna dive into this how are we gonna cover this arthur Steele, let me just uh read this 499 what up men hey isa smackdown with solid AEW was red hot fyi y'all should do a pop culture podcast spinoff you three have excellent synergy keep it up squad i think we're just gonna slowly turn our podcast into a pop culture podcast yeah. with a little bit of wrestling <laughs> yeah. a movie review and then uh 15 minutes of wrestling that's been my five-year <laughs> plan you know, uh, taking over the wrestling Inc. podcast. You know, just how can we get more pop culture in uh, into the wrestling discussion? I think I think it's important. I think it's important to do. Watch both Tales from the Crypt movies last night, both oh, Demon man. Knight nice. and Bordello of Blood. Oh my God, love I love Bordello of Blood. That was great. Wait, and really? The show, yeah. the series, the Tales of the Crypt series that used to air late night. I think it used to air after uh, Shotgun Saturday Night or one WWE show, and because I remember I would stay up and watch it, and it was great. Well, yeah. yeah, Demon Knight is a fantastic movie. Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, directed by Ernest Dickerson, yeah. uh, Dickinson, uh, Dickerson, Dickinson, whatever. Uh, he was Spike Lee's DP on Do the Right Thing. It's a great movie. Billy Zane having so much fun mm -hmm. in it. But then Bordello of Blood, Dennis Miller apparently just improvised all his dialogue. It's such what? A oh, I could, that actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but it was very enjoyable. It was a shitty movie, but it was very enjoyable. Uh, uh, I, like, yeah, I, I don't know how much it aged, but I was it aged poorly. <laughs> Corey yes, Feldman, very. especially. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Want to talk about Rampage first? You want to talk about the Rampage? Let's give the fans um, the Rampage tonight. Should we, or, should, do it. or should we do that next week? Because next week might be a bigger week. Yeah, let's start with SmackDown this week. You're right. Let's start with the SmackDown, and we'll we'll just alternate. Sure. You know. Um, so this week we got that epic promo battle, John Cena and Roman Reigns kicking <laughs> off the SmackDown tonight. Uh, really felt like Cena put that one two three thing into the ground. Yeah, at least we know he can count to three. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, was, these were good promos, though, right? I mean, they they really tried to light a fire under that match at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I mean, I very much, I very much enjoyed this segment. I, I thought they were good promos. I, I felt like they really set John Cena up to be the star of this because you know yeah. John Cena is one of the all time great promos, and I feel like he was very unleashed. He got to, I mean, he had a lot of memorable lines here. I thought John Cena was on another level. I'm not going to do the one two three thing a lot, but I think this is going to forever be known as the one two three promo. Uh, just because of the, you know, he mentioned Dean Ambrose running off. That was WWE. crazy. That got a big reaction. He did the CM Punk where it's one of those promos. You got to go back and look because there's yeah. a lot of like double entendre bars, like what you see in battle rap, where I might blow you a kiss when I leave the arena, yeah. which is a reference to CM Punk doing the same in Chicago. He cut the pipe bomb in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. I mean, it was like a 4D chess promo here. I, I thought it was a great line. 
Uh, but I, I thought Range is good too. I just don't think they set him up <laughs> to be on par with Listen, it was really cute if John Cena knew what he was talking about. Because first of all, <laughs> first of all, if Roman Reigns ran Dean Ambrose out of the WWE, I hope he sent him thank you flowers because that's the best thing that ever happened to Dean Ambrose. Okay, that's we true. wouldn't have John Moxley if that didn't happen. Also, Seth Rollins is probably the only person that has Roman Reigns numbers. So why would you say he almost ruined Seth Rollins? Like mm -hmm. that didn't make any sense i'm just saying i'm just saying listen I, I i thought the promo was great but i thought that the little things that he did to pop it, it will pop a crowd right but if you really look and think about what he's saying it makes no sense the best thing that ever happened to dean ambrose was to get out of wwe and we all know it yes no absolutely i mean i, I don't think he was arguing it wasn't he was just saying that he was blaming roman reigns so to speak for dean ambrose no his promos come out as clueless you can tell he doesn't watch the product and that's okay you can't blame him but him saying, like, nobody likes Roman Reigns when the entire front row has Roman Reigns t-shirts on. Like, it's mm. just, it doesn't seem very connected. I'd rather him say he wants to win the title 17 times. I personally thought that when seen, when Roman was sarcastically putting him over and he said, and you're good enough for the WWE championship, I like that line a lot. Um, but, yeah, the Dean Ambrose line, I thought the CM Punk, that one popped me. That one popped me when he yeah, did the blowing off his thing. Yeah. From the, the line that you mentioned from... Uh... Uh, Roman Reigns. Hopefully, this is kind of long-term storytelling, and that we're gonna get Roman Reigns. What well, we're in August, close to Survivor Series. That might be Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley, and this is something that they can, you know, stop the tape, save this tape right here. I hope we're revisiting this podcast when yeah. Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley are coming face to face. And Bobby said, "What is that that uh, you said about John Cena being able to beat me? Like uh, I'm on the same level as you, man. Like that. That's what this should yeah. be setting up toward. And really, just after what John Cena said, him saying that like if you lose, you'll be the biggest embarrassment ever, and this, that, and the other. Like Roman Reigns better win this match. I'm just, uh, I, I don't think Roman Reigns should lose this, but I do think there's a possibility." Uh, because you know mm -hmm. Ric Flair's going to AEW, you know you oh, never want to erase oh, that yeah. record. You never know. Yeah, but I don't know. I think Cena. I think that'll be his final run when he breaks the record. I think that's the note. And that's another on. thing. Like, why is it not being brought up by either one of them in this case that Roman already beat him clean? One, two, three, clean. So why are you not saying that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe they think that we need to like forget some men in black flash does. Not me. I remember. Yeah, I, I, really just, I think uh, Roman Reigns was kind of cut off. He was just kind of limited the way he was scripted tonight. I thought he, what he had to say was fine. But he even said, like, they had him say, well, you know, I'm not really a promo guy, so you take it from here, John. And John just went to town on him. <laughs> and, like, Roman Reigns didn't get it didn't get to be that tit for tat. And that's what I thought they were going to do, or at the very least position Roman Reigns to be the guy who drops the mic and walks out on John Cena. I thought the Nikki Bella right. line fell a little flat. I it thought did, they've, yeah, gone to that, they've gone to that well too many times. Yeah. But I will say that in 2017 when they first feuded you could tell that cena and his promos were getting to roman his expression he was getting all clustered when he talked so for roman to now look at him and almost undermine him like okay is that good you're good let me laugh about it i did think it showed a little bit of growth in his character where it's like doesn't matter what you have to say you're not gonna get to me this time hmm. good point so we went from that to an intercontinental title match, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Apollo Crews. <laughs> <laughs> Shinsuke, uh, Shinsuke, uh, I mean, Rick Boogs is over, man. 
Yeah, he is. That, that act is over. I really like this is the right decision. I'm kind of sad for Apollo Crews because he's just kind of been on a downslide since they have brought the fans back. But this act is getting hot and it's good to see them get a title to where it's more credible and they're less of a joke because I think they're really starting to connect with these uh, live fans. And I never really saw him as much. They were very funny always. But now that he's getting wins and getting a title, I think this is, it's good for him. I like Apollo's new character. Well, not new. It's been like a, a year. And I like sure. his intensity. And with Aziz, it's good. But I just don't feel like that's connecting with the audience because I feel like the material of his promos hasn't. I mean, you really have to step it up a level when you've got uh, Shinsuke who's practically moonwalking to the ring. And then Rick, right. which is like just 80s hair metal personified. You really have to bring up the intensity of your promos and character if you want to get a reaction from the fans on that level. Sure. But that's been the problem. They haven't given him, like, he hasn't gotten to talk. Like, the whole pandemic was, I think, spent, I think the mistake they made is they spent the whole pandemic with him cutting these promos and building this character. And once they built the character, I think they just assumed people were watching and they got it. But it's like, you would kind of have to reboot Apollo Crews. I bet you half of this audience live didn't even know that he changed his accent, you know, because he hasn't gotten a chance to go out there and really cut these promos and explain why he's dressed like this and walking around with a giant to the ring. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. What do you think of uh, the match, Lisa? Um, I mean, the match was a lot of fun. I'm just really happy that the title is on Shinsuke. Just because I am a Shinsuke Nakamura fan, I feel oh, yeah. bad for Apollo and I feel bad for Big E. The IC title has felt so underwhelming. That, so I'm hoping that something like takes off from here with Shinsuke, especially now that he's so over and is such a crowd-friendly um, you know, pair-up. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that this title gets in the car at SummerSlam. I hope it's a multi-man title. There's so many talented dudes in SmackDown that are not even in the car that I would love to see some kind of like multi-man title, like match for the IC title. Yeah. With, with Shinsuke, Shinsuke retaining, of course. But yeah, I feel really bad for Apollo and Biggie, and I hope that this is not the start of them just going down the car again because they work very hard for what they were doing, especially Apollo. So I really just want them to rebuild him in front of the crowd, like Alfred said. Yeah. And it's one fair $5 saying Roman can't let Cena say the system protects Roman when he was the one who WWE protects from everything, including hangnails. Right. <laughs> Agreed. You know, if there's no better uh, uh, sign of WWE protecting John Cena, it's that, you know, they uh, let him make a movie after the first Marine film. <laughs> We're going to give you another chance. Yeah. But he did get it right eventually. Yeah, he, he stuck with it. <laughs> you know. Uh... So just Lopez 499, John Cena was saying a lot cap at the start of this promo when Roman is the best thing in WWE. Cena saying the same lines he said in 2017. I feel like Cena yeah. could use a little bit of new material. I mean, this was relative. Oh, come on. Like, come on. Like, he used some new material. Like, talking about Dean Ambrose and CM Punk certainly aren't things sure, that sure. he's done in the last few years. And the CM Punk thing, especially because he's on his way back. And it's a really weird thing that they're doing. I mean, he didn't mention CM Punk by name, but he did mention some. I thought this was a very creative promo by John Cena. Uh, I do understand that, you know, maybe it wasn't the, uh, you know, groundbreaking in terms of how he was insulting Roman Reigns, but I did think the delivery was there. And in terms of, you know, the, the, the promo world. was creative to promote Rampage because all he did was mention oh, the freaking yeah. AW. Really I'm saying if you think <laughs> out the specifics funny, tonight, funny in his pocket, clearly. <laughs> compare this against his promos against AJ Styles in their feud, which was also great. And this was Mad Libs. He was just changing. Some of the, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it was a little interchangeable. That's what I'm saying. And I like the John Cena promo. My favorite John Cena promo was the inspirational one where he, you know, just goes up and rallies the crowd. But for this, like, this was good, but this was just kind of like the, the remix update 
sure. of what he does. Um, see Marco Chili, four ninety nine cents promo. Maybe believing Cena may go over. You and me both, Stephen. I mean, probably not though. Uh, yeah, you can't trust anything. I just I don't think you can leave anything to chance, uh, especially lately with WWE. They've been doing a lot of random booking, and I just the, – the fact that he keeps talking about that 17 titles, which is the draw. It's a draw to have and something to mention to get people excited about the Alfred, possibility. You, you, but, you are smarter than that. You're really going to fall for that. Do you know how many times he did the whole 16-time world title? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie the record when he was he feuding did. with – No, but it was when he was feuding with Rollins back in 2015. That's what he was using for his so, promos. You can't – you're smarter than that, Alfred. Stop. I'm not picking him to win, but I can see him winning. I will not – Here's what I'm going to do. Johnson I'm just going to he, – he, he, he lost. To, to to crappy Roman Reigns back in 2017. Like, why would he go over it now? I'm just going to make a second DraftKings account, and I'm going to bet on both Roman and Cena. Because I can't decide. <laughs> Hedge your bets. It just depends on what John Cena's schedule is. But, oh, it's know, true. Stellar Justin Lopez, 999, saying we got the payoff for Roman's missionary position line. They saved this for the big exchange. It also made Roman look like a hypocrite after saying Cena relied on whale jokes. Moby Dick. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that's emojis can mean anything now uh, it was a great heel move yeah it really was and uh, you know cena actually did say the word not moby dick but he said the word on tv uh so that was very interesting and and yeah, yeah. The, the nikki bella he, they should have given roman reigns better material i think uh i think roman reigns was very good in what he had to say but they could have done better than another Nikki Bella shot. Listen, the, the ladies that cut your hair that watch Total Divas That's probably true. keep up with the Bellas and understand that <laughs> Nikki Bella has been very open about how her new man is the best that she's ever had. Okay, so if you're paying attention to that and you listen to this line, you go like, well, she's been she's she's screaming it off rooftops right now. So I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 ask your barbers ask your barbers did, did, did she comment on Roman's promo a few weeks ago uh, still at Justin Lopez buck 99 I feel bad for Apollo dude's getting zero mm. reaction it's it's like it's not a jingoistic character but it kind of is I don't think it has anything to do with it I think people just yeah. don't know what the hell this guy it, they, it, like these live fans are just families are the people who are not watching WWE when it was you know shut down these are people who want to go to shows and I think uh, there's a new kind of uh, bolstering of people coming in there and I just don't think they quite understand he's not getting heat for anything they, this, this is the Apollo Crews they saw before everything shut down and he was getting no reactions and uh, they decided to do something when nobody was there and then now they're back and they're yeah. just going right back to that and they have been going to not your typical wrestling cities because the only one was Chicago and that was Raw, not SmackDown. Right. So they're also going to cities that are not like, you know, your smart fans. Right. Antoine Fair, $5. I will say this. What if Flair found out Cena's going over and he asked for his release? Conspiracy. Oh. Ooh, I love oh. a conspiracy. And the plot thickens. <laughs> what do you think about that? It could happen. Well, tonight, uh, not a huge match. I mean, there was some decent back and forth, but uh, Shinsuke won the Intercontinental Championship. Yay! It was a lot of fun. Cheers to that. Very fun. But then we had the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Quick match. Street Profits getting a win. I mean... <laughs> Alpha Academy. What can we say about Alpha Academy? There's not enough time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They should be a stable of guys who like lost 
the best thing about like you know otis was super over and he was this charismatic guy and they took that all away he goes joys chad gable same thing we have this wild hair and you know he's great but then they made him shorty g and took that away and elias should join them next because they're taking his guitar away he's just going to turn into another guy so they should just and baron corbin Corbin. yeah (laughs) yeah uh chad gable should become a self-help guru you know You know, Otis didn't look good, though. I will say, if I wouldn't have known, like, what his potential was with how he was, like, a year ago or whatnot, and they just used this guy as the debuting monster, I would have been very impressed because he's very country strong. He looked good as a wrestler in there, but it's just very hard to take this character any type of serious knowing his potential, like, this time last year, really. Yeah. Yeah. Three Profits got that win. Um, Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't know why it didn't occur to me tonight. I feel like Three or four times a year, Seth Rollins presents a video package. I put together this video package. <laughs> and I just picture Seth, like, with, you know, Windows Movie Maker or iMovie, just editing this together <laughs> from all the footage. Uh, but, yeah, this was all about Edge tonight. Um, how do you feel? You hyped? You hyped for this? You hyped for this, Issa? I am very hyped for this. I think this match is going to slap. I thought this Seth Rollins was amazing tonight. I really liked his promo. I liked his delivery. You guys will be proud of me. I didn't like this suit. I know I'm always in here talking oh. about how much I like his outfits. This one I didn't like so much, but I love seeing that that seriousness of Seth Rollins and how he said, you know, that he's doing everything that Edge did, but better. And I did like how he served the crowd when he said, you're going to get Edge light instead of Edge. I thought that was fun. I thought this set Rollins was a lot of fun. And I think this match is going to be probably one of the ones that I'm the most excited about when it comes to SummerSlam. Yes. No, I agree. I thought this was a very good promo by Seth Rollins. I think he's been doing very good work with Edge. And he's yeah. uh, he's kind of reverted back to being kind of serious, although he still does wear the suit, but he's not wacky. And he's got like, he's, you know, his character is getting dark in terms of wanting to end Edge's career, which is something that's getting, they keep the next feud Edge has, there has to be a moratorium on, I'm going to end your career and break your neck. Like that's what everybody has said to Edge since he's come back. But, you know, Seth Rollins did a very good job of, you know, very convincing in terms of this promo. And uh, I actually did like his suit. I thought uh, this suit worked for me. I really liked how he put it together. Antoine, fair $2 saying it's Issa saying slapped for me, LOL. so we, Alfred, to your point, I just wanted to add that at least Seth has that history of almost yes, really taking definitely, it out. Yeah. So out of all of the, you know, the fields that Edge has had, this is the one where this line should be used, but it's been so overused that it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, yeah. And Seth Rollins is doing a good job with that. You're right. Just specifically yeah. referencing that and saying that like this time around, it's going to be different. I like that. Yeah. Should have referenced uh, the, the real life incident with Sting. Maybe, maybe you'll get a spot. On AEW. <laughs> I mean, one, if they're talking about Dean Ambrose, I mean, just go for broke at this point. You know, I mean. Two Shield wow. references in the first hour, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mysterios versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And uh, this match for me made by the Usos on screen cheering on Dominic. <laughs> they, were, they were funny. I don't know if you guys watched Jesus yeah. and Miro, but this is what that kind of reminded me of. It's like if Jesus and Miro were doing commentary on wrestling. And they were just riffing. I thought the Usos were very funny. I just didn't like that they had, you know, uh, Dominic have to just kind of freeze and watch them. It's like, come on, man, you're in a mess. Let's go, Dominic. God, yeah. They keep teasing that turn, though, right? Dominic is going to turn on Ray. Oh, I That's can't wait. Plan. If they lose it, it's over. <laughs> yeah. So the Mysterios awesome. won due to the Usos' encouragement, them chanting 619 again and again. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for the Usos for doing that for them. 
Let's talk about Baron Corbin. I think I turned a corner back towards loving this tonight because he was asking the audience for $1,000 each, and he had a credit card reader (laughs) on his phone. This is good. When they make him seem like he's poor and, like, destitute and homeless, that is not funny. But when they make it seem like he's got, like, that he's rich poor in his mind, that he's lost everything because he needs, like, you know, $100,000, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I think what really Yeah, and worked... he's iPhone. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, he said. Go ahead, he said. No, I was just gonna say he's saw... his iPhone is on his mom's phone plan. They made sure to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, stay on that as long as you can. I was on my parents' health insurance well into my mid twenties. You know. Oh yeah, me too. You'll be both, my guy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta rock that, man. Now my mom's on my cell phone plan. How right, how the right. tides have turned? Pay it forward, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a good son. No, I like I like the fact that um, and to your point, Glenn, the the focus and they kept hammering at home on commentary to connect why this character is such a heel is they talk it's a fall from grace. I don't think they focus as much on him being homeless this week in terms of man, this guy used to have it all and he was a jerk about it, like he was king, he was constable. So you're thinking about how much of a heel he was with all this power and how he's fallen from to from grace. And I think that was is what makes him a heel. And also there's like a he's like Gollum, like we're gonna get into it later. Like, they're gonna not make him like an empathetic homeless figure he's gonna be like a troll who has to go and steal and pillage in order to live and like that's kind of funny in terms of like what he ended up doing later tonight yeah uh he wrestled kevin owens for a thousand dollars uh and then um if he won he had to stop asking the wwe or if he lost he had to stop asking the wwe universe for money if the first ko beat him tonight it was such a ridiculous um, call by michael cole was like baron corbin has just lost his right to ask the wwe universe for money <laughs> Well, and then yeah. backstage, Baron Corbin ran up uh, to Biggie and took his money in the bank. Briefcase. Happening, it's happening. I said he was gonna start stealing things from everybody backstage, and it's finally happening. Did you guys see the signs on the people in the front row for Corbin? Uh, no, Somebody no. Oh, had yeah. a sign that said, uh, "Corbin took my lunch money." The other one said, "Corbin owes me twenty bucks. You left my, <laughs> you left your tent in my backyard." Like this is taking <laughs> off. It really is. <laughs> well, I think those were WWE like produced signs because they really kind of hit them. But but maybe they did just write them. Maybe they wrote them themselves. But those yeah. were you know, it was great. That I saw somebody tweet one earlier that was yeah. at the show that they brought it. So I don't know. The ones in the front row seem very planted, but there's a couple of people that were tweeting their signs. It was one of the most heartbreaking destroyers of kayfabe for me ever. I was at Raw in Oakland <laughs> a couple years ago, and they were handing out. They had a big stack of like "Go Sasha" or first W. WWE show, like a big stack of poster board signs they were giving the audience. Oh, no. <laughs> Bummed oh, me no. out so much. <laughs> now you know the signs you've made. Yeah, AEW, though, those were real signs. And what, let's get some Wrestling Inc. signs in the AEW audience. Let's Please. get some commenting, you know, on this Gotta show. Be. You know, uh, I, I like a stay on topic Glenn sign during AEW. <laughs> <laughs> So if we're going to Chicago next week, let's get that on the air. Uh, Antoine Fair, $2, uh, saying, I turned my mom's cell phone off. He'll move. I guess she was using all your anytime minutes. Damn. Like, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, he took the money in the bank briefcase. Now, I don't know if he, if he realizes not actual money in the money in the bank briefcase. No, but he was yeah. a big contract match. Remember, he was trying to yeah. steal it from Finn Balor. So he's just trying I'm- to get that championship match. Yeah, I, I think there's just something for Big E to do, hopefully, and he just kind of gets it back and they don't do any shenanigans. 
uh, with this briefcase. But I'll go to court, man. Oh my god, <laughs> that or somehow <laughs> him stealing. Listen, we've seen the money in the briefcase, the bank being stolen before, and it ended up with the guy who stole it. So I'm a little bit nervous, but I think uh, I think Vicky should be fine. Yeah. And we had the main event segment tonight, which was the contract signing between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair uh, out there facing off, cutting promos on one another. They did sign the contract. I was expecting Baron to run out and try and sign his name to get that match against Bianca. Uh, but we had Sasha like bring in his backup, uh, Zelina Vega and Carmella, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah like, why? They're probably going to be a. <laughs> are they going to be a stable? Is this because they were kind of matching? So they're either a tag team or this is going to be the new act. Is Sasha Banks and her goons and uh, Zelina Vega the worst and thing. Carmella? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, 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 we need more explanation. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe if they gave the women more time, we would have gotten an explanation. But yeah, they know. don't do enough women stables in WWE, and yeah. they, they haven't, they haven't yeah. really gotten that right when they ever tried. So Riot I would like to see a women's stable that really hits, and and I don't, I think that's right. a missed opportunity. And what was the deal with Absolution? Exactly, that was never really deal. explained. Yeah, they never really explained Absolution. There was PCB, and they were originally named something else, but it was uh, the same name, <laughs> like a porn. <laughs> Submission <laughs> Sorority. Yeah, as I act like I don't know what it was. Uh, but, like, you know. <laughs> Could you tell me the name of that website to make sure I never visit it? Um, Alex Sportsmouth, Buck 99. I'm really loving Corbin and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Britt, man, so over tonight. And we'll talk about that. Uh, but, man, uh, Sasha throwing shade on the braid tonight. Oh, stink. Yeah. And submitted her with her own braid. Yeah. I was, that was a great visual. I love Sasha Banks and Bianca Bella. They have this thing where they know how to yell it over each other and make it seem like realistic where it's not obnoxious. Like yeah. what we saw with uh, Liv Morgan and Zelina Vega that one night on commentary was just very obnoxious. But the way they did it seemed like they were about to like actually start throwing blows at each other. I really like it. Yeah, but compared to last week, I didn't like the way that Bianca came off. I thought she came off so badass last week, you know, accepting all the challenges and everything. And tonight she was just like, oh, should I turn around so you can stab me in the back again? It's like, you shouldn't never expected her to be your friend. Like, I didn't understand why she's so caught up on that when it was like, it was a one hour friendship, sis. Let it go and beat her ass at SummerSlam, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's all. I get it. So that was SmackDown tonight. <laughs> Man, do you think they didn't? Do you think Vince at least asked Fox, like, can we just go a couple minutes over? Is that okay? Yeah, I was surprised the there was no sabotage like that where they're just like, coming up next, WrestleMania 31 or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it was a decent show. But, yeah, it, like, they got to build SummerSlam. Next week better be hot because SummerSlam is, is the day after. So next week yeah. we go SummerSlam on Saturday, TakeOver on Sunday. That's, so and both of you are going to be in Vegas for yes. SummerSlam? Wow. But the next night, we're going to be together for the TakeOver podcast. Yes, we are. Yeah, I'll be home by the next night. Okay. If you want to go to my house, I think the internet's working there. I'm not there. Oh, that might be fun. But, you know, I'll give you I'll give you a key code. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can get we'll, in. We'll, we'll make some blocks for our channels, Alfred. We'll just, yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, I got... Glenn's house tour on our, house on our tour. YouTube channel. I got, a, I got a halo light in the garage, so you can set that up. Uh, got a little thing to hold your phone. Uh, so let's talk about Rampage. The people have waited for our Rampage coverage tonight. So Rampage got started really hot tonight. Love these graphics. This show just looks fantastic. 
Mixed yeah. Dynamite look like they got to step up their game now. Oh, wow. I think so. I mean, I think the presentation yeah. was fantastic. But we opened with Kenny Omega versus Christian. So I was out of the way. Kenny had all the belts, every belt in existence. Uh, oh, and he was belt collector. Yep. Yes, and he was uh, competing against Christian Cage tonight for the Impact World Championship. Now they're going to have another match in an upcoming AEW pay per view. Uh, but what did you think, Alfred? To you first of this to start AEW Rampage on Fridays. I was a hot match. I thought, you know, the crowd was really up and I thought that both guys delivered. I loved Christian in this match and, you know, Omega was great. Uh, you know, I, I thought this was, it was weird. We, me and Justin were talking on Wednesday about this match being made and I, I still am against it. I still am against the idea of Kenny losing, which is what I thought was most likely to happen. But I get it, especially if they run it back with like a winner take all. And you did need something for this Rampage show to come off as like a major league show and having Kenny Omega beaten for the first time since full gear. And they really kind of hammered home how he was pretty much invincible. Uh, I thought this was great how they did this. Um, yeah, so I I thought the match was really, really good. I'm very torn here because I didn't like seeing Kenny Omega losing, and I personally hated the ref spot. The ref was caught up with Don for so long. Like, yeah. it was like almost like a minute, and I was like, okay, that's a little too ridiculous. They could have just cut that a little bit because, he, you know, you I know we're supposed to suspend our disbelief, but come on, that was, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just nitpicking here, but I, I mean, if you want to make an impression on your first show that's how you do it i mean kenny omega was been clean tonight that's incredible like listen they're not messing around with rampage obviously and uh, i haven't seen kenny in a while don't know what to make of the new look oh the facial like hair it. Yeah, I like what he's doing. I, I think I hope he just grows it out more and more. And to your point, Issa, about the referee being distracted, it's funny because like the all I could think of is like they're lucky Jim Ross is not on this show because like 20 seconds of <laughs> that he'd be like, what the hell is going on with this ref? Turn around, ref. And he'd have been burying that ref for at least okay, like but, 30 seconds. But what's better? Jim Ross calling him out or Jericho screaming the entire hour? Yeah. <laughs> he was very loud on commentary tonight. Like he's very much. I would have eh, loved to hear Jim Ross's reaction to this. I know, I know. And Glenn, to your point with the facial hair, I don't know if you watch BTE, but he's been trying to shave it off. He just hasn't been able to. Ah. <laughs> yeah, he always gets cut off. <laughs> I know. So there, you go. there you go. And four-man booth tonight. Yeah, for the yeah. first segment, because then Mark Henry ran out and uh, he was more of a backstage guy, but they were, they were fine, I think, as a four-man. These guys just really know each other, and there's a lot of chemistry there. And I do agree that Jericho – so Jericho, I think, when he's on Dynamite for two hours, is a little, like after the first hour, it's just a bit much in terms of him yelling. I feel like he's mm -hmm. perfect for a one-hour format because he is just like that kind of hard liquor where it's just like you don't want to drink it all day, but if you just like for an hour pre-gaming, that's fine. Jasko right. Gord saying uh, Jericho sounded like Sam Kennison tonight. He does. He does. <laughs> he, when he yells like that, that's exactly what he yeah. does. what I think about, too. But I will say, it, I didn't like it. Like, maybe it wasn't for me, but it did match the energy. Like, it was so loud. It was the crowd was so crazy. So he he did mimic the energy of the crowd right. with his screaming. It was very high energy. It worked tonight with the, both yeah. of them together. This was not like the Howard Dean scream where we only heard the <laughs> screaming and not the crowd. They matched. <laughs> yeah! Stellar. Yes. If not for that, he would have won, man. He, he would have. He really would have. Stellar Justin Lopez, four ninety nine. It's going to depend on ratings, but how long until they expand Rampage to two hours? Uh, I hope it's a while. Yeah, I I thought it worked. I mean, the only thing is that you have to have you have to watch Dynamite. Yeah. 
because the rampage is going to be straight up matches that are built throughout um you know yeah. dark and dynamite there's no way that you can just tune in and understand the stories but if you just want to watch some good wrestling it worked tonight yeah well we can get they, rampage dark rampage elevation if they oh my god if they stretched it out to an hour we'd be starting this show right now oh uh, midnight god. your time yeah, thanks. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> I can't do four hours. You're like you're going on a date after here, and I'm over here like staring <laughs> on my bed. Like let's wrap this up. <laughs> well, the, you know, Alfred. I mean, the Cougars don't come out till what? That is true. Yeah. That is true. They, they, they do come out uh, a little later. Applebee's on a Friday at 11 Pacific. And West Covina, no less. That's where it's really hot when you want to go back out there. Uh, so that's a callback, people, to a show oh, like yeah. three months I ago. I know exactly where that Applebee's is, by the way. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, you know what? The TGI Fridays in West Covina is why I decided to go vegan. Because they had like half-price <laughs> they had, like happy hour, like half-price apps after like 10 at night. And we lived like right across the way from there in BJ's. And I was a vegetarian at the time. So I'd go to TGI Fridays and be like, I'll get the potato skins, the nachos, the cheese dip bowl. And I would just wake up with like a food hangover feeling like somebody just punched me in the gut repeatedly. And that's why I was like, I have to go vegan. I can't, I can't live like this anymore. That, so that should be like Chili's should do an ad campaign of all the people who ate at TGI Fridays and then decided to go vegan. And then like, they'll try to bring them back or something. Absolutely. Oh man. Like three Del Tacos in West Covinas. You can't go oh, wrong wow. with that. Um, oh God, you're obsessed with Del Tacos. Have you tried Del when you're oh I know if if you think uh, gastrointestinally easy, you can handle it. Del Taco in Vegas. Just give it a I try. have a broken stomach, remember? Yes, I that's can't. what I was gonna say. Oh, Del Taco yeah. might blow that up. Very tough. Do not touch Del Taco. Yeah. Well, you can get the fries. Yeah. Who doesn't love French fries at, at a place that serves Mexican food? Uh, Antoine Fair, $5. Alfred has a cougar date at Applebee's. Did you take my advice? Well, we didn't say it was a cougar in this one, but uh, well, I have not had a chance to take his advice yet. Uh, uh, but Christian, once I, I mean, this was a banger of a match. Great way to start it off. Yeah. Great way to show that all elite wrestling is really just about wrestling action, uh, really entertaining matches. This was good. This okay. uh, took wait, like 20 wait. minutes. Which one of you thought that Christian was going to get a world title before Edge when they both returned? Oh, good point. <laughs> Who had that? Like, if you thought that, that is their bingo card. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> of all things. Yeah. You know what else I liked about this match is like Christian had been winning matches using the spears. So he used a spear on Kenny Omega, and that crowd bit hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And like they thought that it was going to be the finish. So I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was good tonight. And then we went from this into uh, Miro defending the TNT championship against Fuego del Sol. Uh, deals with Fuego won the match. He would get an AEW contract. Uh, Miro won this by submission pretty quickly. Um, but Sammy Guevara came out after with uh, Tony Khan and Fuego got the contract anyhow. Um Issa, what do you think about how dominant Miro looked tonight? Love, love, love everything they're doing with Miro right now. I was so unhappy in the beginning when Miro went to AEW and how they were treating him and he was in the stupid fields. And this is the Miro that I always wanted to see. So I love seeing him. I, I, I was already saying my prayers for Fuego before the match even started. I did like the moment between Sammy and Fuego. I thought that was nice, but... Don't tell me you're a company where win and losses matter and then you come out and offer this guy a contract mm -hmm. right after he loses his 50th match. It's like, okay, so why do we have rankings? Just saying. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and like um, what the real looked good, and he was definitely dominant at the end. But they did give Fuego del Sol a lot in terms. Of, it it did give me like one, two, three kid vibes where he hit him with the tornado DDT, and they called back to where Lee Marshall was effective, and he did it again, and he did it a couple of times. And I just thought like there is a possibility Miro could lose. Like this rampage show needs headlines, it needs to get people talking, and this could have very well been something because the stipulation was not only would you win the title, you'd get a contract. So I thought whether it was count out, whether it was him pulling off a shocking upset, there was a universe where you could have lost and i think the fans kind of understood that but he did win toward the end and i absolutely hated the fact that not only did they you know kind of poop on wins and losses but what about breaking their stick this is supposed to be the company that honors their stipulation and a lot of these AEW people are very vocal about nxt breaking their stipulation with indy hartwell and rightfully so i will be paying it very close attention you keep that same energy for what you saw tonight because this was them telling you and marketing this match is oh no fuego del sol he wins he wins a contract he lost and that night immediately tony khan comes out with a contract says never mind yeah so miro let's... ripped the contract and then they were like oh we printed two copies okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got it baby we got all the ink that money can buy so what's to stop him from doing that with cody so why should people care about these stipulations then? i think yeah. you got your next aew commentary video alfred about the power of, of a verbal <laughs> contract about it yeah <laughs> they better hope i don't have another hour left yeah you know verbal contract <laughs> is binding for two years even not written so oh well, there you go they, we can yeah. bring in a lawyer so maybe that's where this goes <laughs> yeah absolutely um then we have this promo with darby and sting i thought this was really smart building up next week's uh best in the world match uh they're facing 2.0 in a tornado tag so sting's gonna sting's gonna wrestle yeah yeah he's gonna wrestle next week i think 2.0 has had the most unlikely comeback in you know all of wrestling and i just think that they're very entertaining um, and it'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm glad that they got Sting. I'm just very surprised that they didn't have something for Sting on this show. I, I felt yeah. like all hands on deck relatively, and you would actually get like a promo or even a match from Sting tonight. Yeah, I was kind of the same thing with Moxley. I, actually, I would have thought after the SmackDown mention, that would have been a great... Oh, God. A little clap back. Yeah, why not, man? I mean, go Let for it. Let me tell you something, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you guys not distracted by uh darby stealing catwoman's gloves when they were standing in the rafters because i <laughs> that's all i can think about when you mentioned darby in this show not cm punk not the promo i, I just kept thinking about alfred's uh, latest video and the aew weather report which i showed my wife <laughs> after that and i was like this is what now every time i see darby this is what i think now I should have used uh, nail polish for those uh, while I was. No, no, no. The, the gloves weather. with it. Like, I, listen, I'm just saying. That was, that was slightly distracting. And then Sting is just standing there, just hanging out with his son. Like, it's weird. But <laughs> I, I... He's paid it. Yeah. They didn't do much mm-hmm. with Sting or Darby tonight. And, and it looks like they're heading for Darby Allen versus CM Punk. Do you think that's the right first field for CM Punk? I, I really do. Okay. I don't, you know, and he's probably going to win, which I don't know if I'd agree with that, but I do think that Darby Allen, CM Punk, I think it would creatively it would be very fun to see. Right. I mean, right. there's well, so it's much. Like, if it's going to be a field that doesn't really get built up the way AEW likes to do the long-term storytelling. Mm-hmm. They're going to have two weeks to build this up. So I, I guess I agree there. This is the, the easiest one to build up with Darby. Anybody can just build a quick feud, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm here for CM Punk versus uh, MJF. That's me too. Me too. Oh, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. That's gonna be the best one. Um, so Mark Henry backstage talking, uh, Britt Baker and Red Velvet via video. 
to build tonight's match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Um, what do you think about the build for this, Alfred, and the and the match itself? I liked the kind of back and forth. Uh, I really like because oh, Red Velvet they kind of still had her play the traditional baby face where Britt Baker was doing a lot of outside interference. They even threw the referee out. But I did like Red Velvet did lead into the reaction she was getting. And I think like one day if they let her, she's going to make a really good heel. As good of a baby face as she was under these circumstances, I thought she was really good at being prepared for these fans to reject her because this is Britt's hometown. I thought they were hot. I liked the the interview, the pre-match exchange. It's very much like boxing where they kind of go backstage with the boxers before. I thought that that was really good in building this up. Uh, but, you know, more outside interference, and this is like the second world title match that had uh, some shenanigans and whatnot. Uh, but I, I did like uh, what they did with this main event. Isa? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a fun match. Um, I liked the build-up. I liked the pre-match segment as well with the question and and. I like seeing um, Mark Henry backstage more than in the four-man booth. You know, I thought that was more efficient. Um, I just really, really like everything that they're doing with um, Britt Baker. I think she's amazing. She's so over. And I don't think this is just a... Of course, she's going to be more over in Pittsburgh. But this isn't a Pittsburgh thing. She's Mm -hmm. been getting constant, the biggest reactions of the night in every city, in every event that they do. And they need to just capitalize on that. I love seeing... um, While there was a lot of outside like intervention, I did like seeing more women come out because... I feel like their women roster is still too thin to have credible contenders for Britt Baker. So they really have to build on it. And I did think that Red Velvet did awesome in this field. And I was really, I, I really enjoyed everything that they did together. They had good chemistry. And I thought that Red Velvet worked as a heel in the match a couple of times. And I, oh, I yeah. would like to see it. I would love to see her as a heel. Yeah. And Britt won by submission after the match. Uh, Baker went to hit another move on velvet chris statlander tried to make a save but got attacked by a mystery woman who's revealed to be jamie hater who we haven't seen uh on AEW in like two years now yeah kind of deflating it's cool that brit's gonna get this heavy and uh, i think this is gonna be the path to her eventually being a face is the diesel Shawn michaels formula but it's just given all the free agents who are out there i think people were looking at jamie hater like oh my god who is that and then they didn't know and it just got really quiet and they, then they went back to chanting for Britt Baker, but you know, it's good that Britt Baker's getting more um activity around her. Yeah, I didn't know who she was, and it took me a little bit to kind of like remember her because it's been so long. I almost wish they would have introduced her differently and kind of like refresh your memory. Um, but yeah, I, I do you think we're getting Statlander and, and Britt Baker at all out? Oh, oh, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So is Crystal an alien? Is that still a thing? It was. I was debating with Justin about this a little bit on Wednesday to where they, I don't think they've been saying it as much, but I guess it is still part of her character. But I do remember when, before her injury, they would always put that over that she's an alien. And that's another thing that yeah. Jim Ross would just always lose his mind over. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was just uh wall to wall wrestling tonight. You know, yeah. if I have any critique, it's that I think like, you know, we talked about earlier, I think this could be a gateway. Like, let's see what the rating does. If this pulls a better than expected rating, I think they're going to realize this is a chance to get new eyeballs on the product on Fridays. Oh, certainly. Yeah. What do you guys think the rating is going to do? I'll start with you, Isa. Uh, I'm going to give it 700,000. Mm. Oh, wow. Good guess. I think they could break a million. Really? Yeah, I mean, gonna break a million on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah but Friday we'll though see. people are right now, especially Friday, people are home. They don't have work the next day. So what's SmackDown been doing lately? About just oh, under right. two million. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think fifty percent of SmackDown for the launch. And and look, every Turner station I have seen this promoted on 
They have been promoting it. And here's the thing. And, you know, Tony Khan didn't mention this in terms of comparing it to like the David Letterman rollout where that did huge ratings from when he went to CBS. And they have been doing a similar thing where they've been promoting it everywhere. But I don't really see. I see like high seven. I see like 780. Mm, I think they're going to settle into about 700, maybe 650 or so, maybe more than that. But um, I see like, especially when they go to TBS, I think it's going to settle into like 700. But I do see like high 700s, maybe low 800. I think next week they'll pull a really good rating. I think so many people are curious that people will tune in next Friday. Yes. Yeah, but they didn't do very good numbers when they were doing Dynamite on Fridays at 10. So I'm not, that's why I'm guessing in the 700s. What what did uh, I'm just curious? So here's what I think was interesting: is Sting was front and center all over those Rampage promos. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I think because of his iconic look and recognition, Turner focus group the hell out of this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the way they're pushing it, I think we could be surprised what this does. Maybe it's less, but look, if SmackDown could do two million on a Friday, I don't know. Yeah, they did say that it was tracking well, but it's just it would be astronomical, honestly. Just because, especially based on the audience that AEW gets, they get a lot of those 18 to 49, as does SmackDown kind of, but SmackDown's been like it's on a network show and uh AEW to get that audience on a Friday at this hour that they're you know two okay, hours after SmackDown to get that type of audience, which what is really late night on some parts of the country, would be really impressive. So yeah. it wasn't easy to digest show though. It was so nice. Yeah. It oh, went yeah. by fast, good action. So I mean, I feel when people do start tuning in, that if they keep it this good, they'll they'll stay watching it. And that's the thing: an hour is going to average out better because of a shorter. Like yeah. I, I think there's a lot that's attractive about an hour. Even NXT when it was an hour was an easy to watch. I mean, NXT used to fly by yes. when it was an hour. You know, yeah, uh, Antoine, I'm gonna get to your super chat in a moment. Uh, first, Alex Sportsmouth 499. We know CM Punk's Mike Talent, so would that promo part of a possible feud hurt Darby in any way? Love the show, always stay safe, and God bless. Um, I don't think so. I think, I think Darby is such a big star that it's very hard to hurt him just because of a promo, and I. I don't think Darby Allen is going to rely on trying to beat CM Punk in a promo off. I think he's going to do a lot of that with, you know, those videos, those films that he did that got him over and became such a big star doing where he's going to make films about CM Punk that I think are going to be just as interesting as anything CM Punk has to say. It's true. Darby Allen is like, and I mean this in the best way, such like an art school nerd that like it's, it's beautiful what he does with his videos. Yes. And I think that he can, he can go toe to toe without having to do a traditional promo in this. Exactly. And if it's a shorter feud, a shorter feud isn't going to hurt Darby at all. If CM Punk just kind of comes in, redebuts, does this match, and then moves on, I don't think that's going to hurt Darby in the long run. I think, I think whatever happens, Darby wins the exposure alone that he's going to get when yeah. people find out, hey, CM Punk is back and he's going to feud with this guy and they're going to fight on this pay-per-view. Like, there's going to be so many people that probably don't even know who Darby Allen is that will tune in just to watch this. He's going to he's gonna do well no matter what happens, even if he doesn't cut a single promo against him. But imagine all the things CM Punk could talk about, about how like he put his life and health on the line so many times for wrestling. He sees what Darby is doing, like... There's a lot of ways he can put him over while at the same time going toe to toe. It's gonna be really interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I think. Do you think it's awesome. like a custody battle situation where he wants to mentor Darby <laughs> Allen and him and Sting go to court and like? <laughs> yeah, you, could you imagine that in the comics if like Batman and Green Arrow were both interested in Robin <laughs> and they were like trying to woo him over to to be their their sidekick? Robin came out as bisexual this week. I heard. So uh, it's about time. Congratulations to Robin. 
Tim Drake, Robin. Tim Drake, Robin, not uh, Jason Todd, who got beaten to death by the Joker. With well, a he's pipe. back, though, now with the Red Hood. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have that Lazarus pit that does bring people back, and you can, yeah. You know, nobody dies. Dick Grayson, of course, universe. is Nightwing still. Um, can we talk for a second? Uh, is, is Titans any good? I know Jason Todd's on the season of Titans. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I don't have the DC. Uh, no, that's on the DC subscription channel. No, right? it's on HBO Max. They oh, moved okay, it all okay. to HBO Max. Along with the Harley Quinn animated series, which is funny as hell ron funches does the voice of king shark oh, wow. uh the bane bane on harley harley quinn the cartoon is a plus material but no, i'm meaning to catch up on titans but i'm excited that jason todd is a part of it this season um okay so two um okay so we got two about let's talk about this uh but i think all in all we say thumbs up for aw the show that was a good Rampage show tonight Antoine Fair, $5, saying, Alfred, can we talk about your diversity video about the current wrestling companies today and how it's odd that WWE is the most diverse after 60 years? Following up on that, Nightmare Knee with $5 says, Alfred, your commentary on AEW and its lack of diversity after promising to be the most inclusive company soured on me, the, the, uh, soured me on them a tad bit. So first off, Alfred, where can people find this video where you did the AEW weather report? Yeah, you, know, you can find it on uh, Pro Wrestling Bits, which I'm being told is AEW's favorite YouTube channel. Uh, the wrestling I'm world sure. is talking about it. Pro Wrestling Bits, you will find, as Glenn said, a weather report, breaking news weather report, as well as a field report uh, about AEW. And the lack of the diversity at the top is really, you know, in terms of the prominent positions, who's being built as uh, fully fleshed out characters. And what I'm doing is I'm just commenting on this. I think it's great for my comedy. So if they want to do this as long as they want to do it, uh, they can keep doing it. But I'm just going to bring awareness to it because as it was brought up in terms of 60 years, you know, they didn't have uh, platforms and, and, you know, people covering media who are vested in these interests 60 years ago. So they were able to get away with it. So if we're going to be in year two of this and I'm looking and I'm saying who are going to be the next five world champions when you see who's being set up for AEW? Well, you, you know, guys like Jungle Boy, guys like MJF, the average world title reign in AEW is 273 days or 237 days. That's another couple of years, five years, and I'm not going to sit here and wait. I'm going to continue to comment on it and bring attention to it so that could be a conversation. And I've, you know, had good conversations with a lot of you, including tonight. No, I think... Um... And the way you use comedy to make the point, I know, and I know you've been talking about this for a while, and and uh, I agree, especially when we're talking about the the lack of black talent being at the top of the card, uh, especially in the men's division. Um, it's interesting, but I think the way they use comedy to make that point is just so brilliant. It's, it's the funniest thing I've seen it in is. a while because it's so biting. I, that. I mean, with it WWE, is. I know Glenn. Glenn is a big fan of the Weather Report. I'm a big fan of the Spectrum of Whiteness meter. <laughs> like the Spectrum of Whiteness is a lot of fun. It's going to be hard to top that, and that's what I'm talking about. Listen, everybody. Keeps <laughs> Be like, oh, what? What do you want them to do? Who do you want them to push? You know what? If they gave us the spectrum of whiteness, let them just stay like that, so that I can keep making fun of them. I'm hoping that there, this is going to open some eyes and makes it easier to talk about this, uh, because you know it is easier to digest things when they're comedic, and I do like being funny. Uh, but hopefully that this is also going to be able to, you know. I appreciate but. your videos. I, I, I've had conversations with you about how I feel with the lack yeah. of diversity when it comes uh -huh. to the Spanish in the, in the Latin Absolutely. wrestlers. Or they always just, you said that in your video, put them in a fan box together. Like, let's make yeah. them all in a yeah. you know, Spanish-like stable because that's what they're supposed to do. That's not how it works. So I really, yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, And it's you. funny. It's funny. I appreciate you guys, all you guys who engaged with me and, and, you know, Glenn and Issa for taking the time to talk about it. I think it's very important. It's so, so well done. It's just a lot of fun to do. 
No, and I think it's interesting too because, like we talked about with AEW, I think they really position themselves as a more progressive alternative. And I, you know, credit where it's due. I mean, tonight having the women main event, yes. uh, the first rampage is great. I think what they've done with Nyla Rose and Sunny Kiss. I mean, mm -hmm. they've definitely shown that they're very uh, inclusive in some areas. But yeah, it's just it's a very interesting omission. And then you look at what WWE has done. Now, granted, WWE is making up for like yes, sixty years of like not so great to terrible behavior towards how they sure. treated black talent. Um, but mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's just, it's such a stark contrast. And no part of that is the fact that AEW, I mean, I read one article after another before they launched about how diverse and inclusive we're going to be and everybody's going to get opportunities and this, that, and the other. And so I'm just holding them accountable to this promise that they're making. Otherwise, it does feel like they're using black and Latino and other communities as kind of a marketing tool to where then when it's time for the important people to get pushed and be characters on TV, then it's exclusively white, which is not, you know, or there's no type of diversity amongst them. It's not the promise that was being made. So I'm just bringing attention to it is all I'm doing. It was very well done. It was very well done. And uh, I guess that's the silver lining if they if they keep this up is that you're just going to have a lot of material. Very much so. Please. We might have another spectrum of whiteness uh, in our future. Oh, please. <laughs> I didn't leave MJF and Moxley out. I thought it was too much, but I might uh, include them and assign something for them. Two very talented guys, by the way. <laughs> ah, well, I look forward to that. So Friday nights going forward, late night here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast after watching yeah. three hours of wrestling from two different promotions. Of course, we'll be back together on Tuesday. Yeah, and it's after midnight here, so now we can hit the wink after dark. Grab your oh, drink. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go in a different direction with the podcast and run. We'll fire us all. Go that sorority. What is that? The sorority? <laughs> the major sorority. sorority. <laughs> <sighs> I, I do come on. I mean, you have to admit, like when WWE steps in it, like they step in it so they this company yeah. doesn't do anything small. Like they step in it so big sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and really it's just do. so much joy that, that it brings me. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we're gonna be back Tuesday to talk about NXT. Please don't let there be fallout from all the changes. Please don't yeah. have Triple H locked out of the building. <laughs> oh no. Although if Shane McMahon shows up, like, come on, this would be like, that'd be a pretty epic storyline. It really would. This it is going to have Stephanie, like, annul the marriage and everything. Like, it's going to be a mess. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this would be great for the do... ratings if they did any of this stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, they should just they should just do the HBO series Succession, but yes. in WWE. Yes, this Over would be a much day. more interesting story. I would love that. Okay, long term, it would be a little much to see the McMahons on TV, on NXT. But if NXT is going down the pipelines, this would definitely save them. I want to meet the cousin Greg of the NXT, of the McMahon family. Oh, oh the McMahon family. That's that's yeah. probably his brother, uh, Ron. I think Ron McMahon or Rob McMahon is his does, brother. Does he have a child? Yeah. That would be the cousin Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, he has two kids. He has two pretty big kids. And I think one of them could be cousin Greg. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, okay, everyone. So we'll see you back here on Tuesday. Everybody have a great weekend. Of course, Monday night, tune in for Raw. Uh, yeah, catch you next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. He's at This Is Nasty. Go there. Uh, he's got links to, to his videos. They're great. Check them out. NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.